Hi, my name is Tracy Cook and welcome to the podcast series Victim to Victory. Hi, my name is Tracy Cook and welcome to the podcast series Victim to Victory. This series gives the voice to those that have overcome obstacles in all forms that dare greatly to share their real stories. Amazing humans like our upcoming guest that have seen hope risen above those adversities to become victorious that now support, inspire, empower others to do the same. And today we are giving a voice to Heidi Groose. Welcome. Thank you so much, Tracy. I love your energy. I'm really happy to be here. And You know, the story I wanted to open up with, unless you wanted to lead me into that, but um, is one that I think would really resonate with a lot of your listeners. Um, You know, before the interview, we were chatting a little bit about, you know, our journeys and I find every single person has a story and that's why you've created this platform. We've all been through so many things and I always find no one ever looks like the different identities they shout out, right? So, you know, in, in my background, there's been divorce and infidelity and, you know, chronic illness and um, single parenting and, and all of these things that no one would ever guess, right? And it's because I don't define myself by any one of those circumstances. And, and that's what drew me to your podcast was this whole idea of from victim to victory, you know, just the movement in the title, we're not stuck in that victim um, from the circumstance that we're in at any one point. Because, you know, I can remember um, at one point in my life where I, everything was going great. On the outside, I had that successful corporate career. I was doing really well leading a statewide multi-system behavioral health contract that was getting national attention and recognition, right? It was becoming like the national model informing behavioral health um, practices and services. Um, Things with my family. I was a mom of three beautiful girls who were all doing really well. I was sitting on the beach with them, watching them have such a great time. And I was happy for them. I could see them being happy, but I could not feel any joy. And I remember sitting there at this moment and there, there were tears and I can almost connect with those tears right now again, because it, it was devastating to me. And I remember thinking, is this what I've worked so hard to achieve? Is this how I've come through all of these different circumstances in my life to be here and feel like this? It just doesn't feel right. Um, And so I plugged myself into everything that I say I value and and preach to all of my clients. I I got the therapist. I got the coach. Right. And everyone's like, why don't you slow down? Right. You're so hardworking. You pride yourself on excellence. And I did. I did. And the learning was the harder you work in the corporate career, the better you do the more work you get, right? Mm-hmm. That's the word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, and so the, the instinct is always uh, when we're achieving, it's like, all right, what else am I going to do? Right. What's the next goal? What's the next big success? And it was so counterintuitive for me to slow down. And mm-hmm. when I slowed down, 
that's when I connected to that brilliance because I wasn't in automatic movement anymore. I had to be still, you know, we can't think and feel at the same time. Oh, yes, definitely. Close everybody's mind, right? We can't think and feel. And so in all the doing, there was no feeling. And so that, that was the magic moment for me. And now that's the magic that I bring in, in the work that I do. I love what you're sharing. And I want to share with our audience as well, um, people that probably aren't familiar with you to go and, and follow you as well, because you are a licensed psychotherapist. You work with 18, uh, with 18 plus years working with trauma survivors and training um, clinicians to do the same, a transformation strategist, um, obviously entrepreneurial. And I know that you've enjoyed, you know, this whole time that you've been doing this and no doubt it's brought a, a, a lot of challenges and experiences and, you know, hearing so many people's stories is just so insightful on its own. What do you think um, would be your your biggest takeaway for, or the biggest, not mainly the takeaway, the biggest common theme that you would see uh, working with uh, trauma survivors, um, especially going through the things that you've been through in your life as well? Is there a common theme to this? You know, I think it's one of the themes is, is picking out patterns. You know, when, when we're going through things, and, and this is really without any judgment or, or fault assigned here, right? As human beings, when we're going through tough stuff, and I don't even mean, you know, if you looked at the ACEs chart, you know, of all the, the top stressors, you know, of things in life. It doesn't even have to be that severe, right? But any hardship, any adversity, when we're going through those difficult times, there's only so much we can do at once, right? We, you know, we, none of us, I've yet to meet someone who can just put everything else on their life on hold so they can just deal with the one circumstance that's in front of them at, at that given moment, right? Mm -hmm. And so we have to naturally compartmentalize some things in order to work through it. And so I use this analogy of we have an emotional trash can, right? And so even with the best of intentions, we take that little bit we can deal with in that moment and we put the rest in our emotional trash can with the intention of getting back to it at some later date. Only when we're done dealing with you know, the overwhelm and, and the stress and the pain in front of us, when we've gotten up that, up that hill, right. And we're at the next plateau. No one is sitting there saying, you know what? I think it's time to go back to that emotional trash can and dig around in there and see what else is left. Right. Instead, we're just sort of basking in the relief of, whoa, I got through that. Right. Mm. And we know there's stuff still left over. But then life keeps happening and we get to the next thing, right? The next circumstance in life that's just difficult, right? And we do the same pattern. And over time, you know, there's, I'm sure there's, you know, we unravel the specific patterns, the thoughts, the feelings, you know, all the behaviors, you know, all of that, but just in general terms, right? 
over time, we've now stored so much from our past that we don't even know what's in that emotional trash can anymore. And that's the stuff that robs us from the present moment. That's so enlightening what you shared just then because I think a lot of people, they do, they keep repeating the same patterns. I know I used to and sometimes I'm more aware of it now and I think, "Mm, okay, we need to stop that because remember the lesson from the last time we've done this. But it's almost like you're on autopilot. Would it be that you're just used to doing that and being comfortable with that because it's familiar as well with, with common patterns like that? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all, it's programmed in our brain. You know, it, we, we find something that works in the moment when we're desperate, you know, when, when we need to just band-aid it, right? And it works. And then we use it over and over and over again to the point where we don't even think about it. In the same way that we, we you know, we all have routines and patterns, you know, that even work for us. You know, I get up every morning, I make my cup of coffee. I mean, I don't even think about it. I move through my kitchen without thought, right? And you all do, we all do things like that. Well, it's Mm. the same way here. Mm. That makes so much sense as well. Now, when you were going through all of your emotional uh, pain and journey and experience and overcome, what were the the things that came up for you, the emotions and knowing what was the next step what what was it personally like for you oh my gosh I mean it was so scary right because part of it is the uncertainty of what am I going to discover here right um it was in the beginning I think it was very very overwhelming but you know it's not an event going through you know, going through the pain, it's not like we, we don't even define it by an amount of time. I think we have to remind ourselves that, you know, we just, we do a little bit, we deal with a little bit, a little bit. And as we deal with a little bit at a time, we then feel the relief right? Even think about like the hard conversation. Sometimes part of going through it is I need to say the hard things aloud. And, and, you know, I remember even having to ask for, I need time away from the children. I need quiet time. I need, I need no one to disturb me. I need my phone to be in a different room. I need, it felt really scary. And I had to confront, right? Some of the ideas I held in my mind about motherhood, right? About, about how I managed my time, about whose time was most important, right? And so it was hard to ask for that the first time, right? Now it, it's so easy. And what people see is it's so easy for me to ask for it now, but, but it didn't start being easy. But, but the first time we do it, you know, it's just the victory of, I, I'm okay, Everyone else is okay too. I asked for it and we're all okay. Yay. All right. Now the next time I'm going to do it 20 minutes sooner, right? Because in the beginning, we don't ask for what we need until it's, it's three hours or three weeks too late. Right. And then Mm -hmm. it feels like crisis, right? So, so there's all of these different ways that we transform in learning 
what it is we need and then how to honor that. Mm. And when we're creating awareness around that as well, what are some of the things that uh, you would look for or you would um, kind of personally recommend to look for to create that awareness? Listen, we, you know, this is, I think, part of my message to everyone. We have to slow down. We really need to slow down. I mean, we, the world around us is, is so crazy, beautiful, but busy, so busy all the time. And, and I had a podcast interview recently and it was a great conversation. And there was a moment where I was asked a question and I answered it, but I paused right? It was just such a subtle pause. And, and, you know, he, he kind of, we both giggled and, uh, you know, it, it was a, we got through the moment, but it left me questioning, like, why did I pause there? That's so interesting. Like he clarified, you know, my response and I checked it out with myself and no, it really felt like the honest and true answer, you know, that I gave, but yet I paused and I stepped into that pause for the next like couple of days after the podcast. I was like, what was that pause all about? But I had to get quiet. I had to get so quiet with myself to feel that pause. And then it was like, whoa, oh my gosh, here's the new meaning, right? Now, that podcast moment, I mean, in the grand scheme of my life, it was such an insignificant conversation, really, right? But the pause and leaning into the pause created so much more meaning. I mean, meaning that I didn't even know I was going to take from that. Do you understand? Do you see? Mm, mm. Yeah, definitely. When we're living our lives that way, you know, every conversation is just kind of like a, a, a dot on paper. But when we allow time in between to reflect really think about, apply things that the person said to maybe other areas of our life. Now we've created meaning. Now we've created true connection. And now our energy is different, right? It's, it's, it's changing the whole pattern. But we only do that when we give space. So we're really connecting the dots, aren't we, to, to build that bigger picture and then we don't know that it's actually creating a picture until we stop and be silent and look at it and go, wow, I, I've come so far and I probably didn't realise I came so far until we actually look at that dotted picture. That's that's really so interesting. I've never really thought of it like that before. And a lot of the um, the responses and the emotions that go, you know, on that emotional roller coaster when you're going through conversations and journeys like that and, and healing journeys especially. And even part of your healing journey is just connecting those dots, as you were saying, and taking that time to yourself and just leaning into it and just knowing what you need and, and how to ask for it. And then it gets easier as you're starting to ask for it. And it just becomes an autopilot second nature thing to do as well. So that's so interesting. And I know that you're doing um, a, a lot of work with, um, you know, you specialize in, in trauma and things like that as well. What are some re resources or tools or skills that um, generally people can draw on from those kind of experiences to get them just that little bit further than what they were the day before? Um, 
So I think it's really important. Um, you know, most of my clients, they want to be seen, they want to be heard, and they want to be acknowledged. And, and that is really, really important. And it happens in that coaching um, relationship. It happens in a therapeutic relationship. But we have to learn how to see, hear, and acknowledge ourselves too. If we want other people to see, hear, and acknowledge us, we first have to see, hear, and acknowledge self. Mm. Mm, definitely. So, so a lot of the work that I'm doing is instead of focusing on, you know, everything else externally, how can we shift it back internally? Because in here, in our bodies, right, in our souls, we, we hold all of the brilliance. It's here. We just have to unpack it. Right? It might be buried deep in that emotional trash can. It might be, you know, layered in with a lot of other stuff that doesn't feel good, but it's there. Mm. It's there. You have to unpack it. Um, so it, it, you know, I know a lot of people talk about, you know, the hustle and grind lifestyle. That's the way to, you know, get healthier, to um, achieve success, to build a business, to do all the things, right? But I'm, I'm not really sure that that works long-term because I don't see it as sustainable. Mm, mm. I, don't, I don't think it's, it's sustainable at all. And I, I um, another thing with um, sleep and rest, you know, it's like hustle and grind and the 5am club and, and that's great if it works for you. But, you know, I think anything that we try, we have to know that it's going to be sustainable to help us achieve our end goal, whether it's a healing journey or whether it's a, a personal professional goal or anything like that as well. And I really like to normalize getting a good night's sleep so you've got clarity the next day because it is just so important for our family and our relationships and I, I would love your perspective of this of being a professional in this area you know just sleep is healing as well right listen during the pandemic I will tell you when when life went haywire right and it started you know we had a two-week vacation so everyone was like whoa I'm gonna stay up all night and I can sleep in the next day the people who long-term shifted away from a regular sleep-wake cycle struggled more than the people who could maintain that same just that one basic structure it was so interesting to to watch this happen but sleep is so important you know, sleep is one of those factors that can, you know, really make a huge impact on, at, on our, on our um, genetic makeup, right? We've got a lot of genes that are um, affected by things like stress management and sleep and nutrition and, um, and, and physical exercise and things. So when you look at, here's something that you actually have control over right? You, you can decide what time you go to bed every night, what time you're waking up in the morning, and what a difference that can make on your day. Gosh, 
take control over that, right? Oh, you know, take step into your power there and, and declare I'm, I'm going to bed by 9.30 or whenever it is, right? And also, I mean, all the research shows you, you know, the, the um, poor sleep quality and, and not enough sleep and adequate sleep is highly correlated with higher levels of stress and overwhelm, right? Mm. And, and even, you know, our, our kids tell us so much too. I mean, when, when kids don't get a good night's sleep, you know, they're irritable, they're fussy the next day, right? And, mm-hmm. and adults, we're the same way. We just, we don't, we don't cry because it's probably not as socially accepted for us to just like <laughs> throw ourselves on the floor and flail our arms all, all over the floor and, and kick and scream, right? But, but we're, we're irritable or we're edgy or we're short or we're, you know, just, we have got the brain fog. We can't focus like all those things all those things. So then that can lead to more, um, you know, not the correct decision making or making bad choices and repeating patterns of like you were saying, repeating those same patterns again, because we're just too tired to change because, you know, it's just perpetuated and it's not sustainable to be able to do that. Yeah, I've always wondered about that. And I thought if I ever talk to a professional that's dealing with these kind of things, I'm going to ask them. So thank you very much for your insights around that. That's just, it's just so interesting. Something that people would think that is just uh, so simple, but it's not really simple as well. And I know you're all about positivity and all over your socials and things like that. It's the, um, you know, the solutions based and the overcoming obstacles and the positivity around what you're doing as well. Well, so out of your personal story and out of working with all of your um, your your clients and things like that, what are the biggest breakthroughs that you've ever experienced? Um, the biggest breakthroughs in terms of what? what I mean, just your personal that- breakthroughs <laughs> from everything that you've done in the corporate world and then in your coaching space and through your own personal story and journey, what would be the, some of the, the biggest milestones or breakthroughs maybe that you've personally experienced? You know, I think why I'm hesitating here is because I think um, naturally people expect to hear something huge, like a big success. Um, I think, I think the biggest breakthroughs for me are number one, that accepting what's true for me today is not what's going to be true for me, maybe even next week, maybe even six months from now. Right. And, and that's, I think the beauty of, um, working with different with with people and thinking that they always have to have everything figured out right we're mm. again like it's an event like okay i'm coming to you heidi because i've got this problem in my life and i i need to have it resolved right and so we figure out a solution you know takes some time but we and we try different things and and we figure out right we, we figure out something that's going to work and I think there's this 
this underlying expectation that that's then the solution forever. It's like, Ooh, okay, I figured it out. I'm good to go for the rest that's of so my true. life. That is so true. And, and it's, it's like, we figured it out for this season. We figured it out until it doesn't work anymore, until it's not relevant, until it's not current. And then we've, we've developed the mindset to accept that if and when it no longer serves us, we're going to figure it out again. Mm. And, and that's, I think that's really the, the biggest success that, that I had to emotionally accept, right? And, and then seeing those ahas with my clients, right? Um, seeing like, okay, and so it's working now or it worked at that point in your life and it's not working now, not because you failed, not because, you know, you did anything wrong, not be- because it doesn't work for, you're not the same person you were to 10 years ago. Yeah. So why would you expect this thing to still be what it was 10 years ago? That's so true. Something so simple yet so true. People are like, oh, yeah, aha. (laughs) I love that. I love that. And, And what kind of things have you got planned for 2022? Personally, professionally, what what's what's Heidi going to be doing in 2022? You know, I love this question because I love to focus on where I'm going. So I've got some fun travel plans coming up, um, some speaking events, and and I'll be able to take the fam along too. So we'll do some excursions. Um, And the other thing is I might be doing my own podcast. I might be taking all of my different content materials and starting to organize them for the book. Um, you know, those are, they're both very, you know, two time intensive projects. Um, so it's just, I've got to, I've got to decide which is going to come first. Um, but it's, it's time. It's time for those two things. And your, your, your message and your podcast um, or your book, whenever it comes, whenever it's supposed to come, I'm sure it will help so many people because what you're sharing is invaluable. You're being the change in the world. You're inspiring. You're giving practical tips, tricks, techniques, insights, and such a professional uh, perspective being a psychotherapist as well and coming from that own personal experience uh, it just makes you so much more relatable, Heidi. And we we really, um, you know, thank you for that uh, because we need more people like you in the world that's really creating space for people to really explore themselves and and keep evolving to whatever that looks like for them, right? And uh, what kind of message would you like to leave the audience on today? So listen, I hope everyone has found all of my messages to be pretty simple um, because that is something that I pride myself on. But, you know, every, every person, every course, every um, uh, program, right, likes to give a very complicated methodology to the big outcome that you're seeking. And my message is so different. And it is just take 20 minutes a day, 20 minutes a day to connect with yourself And even that may feel like 
it's a lot of time. What do I do? How do I fill 20 minutes worth of quiet space? Um, but to really begin to create a ritual with yourself. Don't have any expectation for what's going to be at the other end of that 20 minutes. It's more just the practice and, uh, and see the beauty that comes from that over time. Because just giving yourself that space is saying, hello, I see you. I hear you. I'm with you. You've got my attention. And now let everything, let, let the magic pour out of you. That's my message. I love that. Let the magic pour out of you. I think I need a T-shirt with that written on <laughs> or tweeted or something. I don't know, but I love that. Let the magic pour out of you. I love your simplicity and your message and you're just so relatable. I'm a super fan, Heidi. So thank you so much um, for being brave to share your insights for your story as well because it's never easy um telling our story as well so i uh, will be sharing where to connect with you you're so appreciated in our community and you can find the victim to victory podcast series on youtube apple spotify and our facebook group so please subscribe share and comment go and follow heidi connect with her if any of her story or any of her simple uh uh, messages uh, have really spoken to you today, please go and connect with her uh, to help be the change that the world needs. You change your world and you can create a ripple effect to change other people's worlds as well. So let me leave you with a message. Thank you very much, Heidi. I'll figure out who you are and do it on purpose. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you.